0: Welcome to the Optimistic Data Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things dating. Be your host today, just me, Sam. I'm sorry that Julia can't be here. Uh, She's had some conflicts going on in terms of scheduling and all that. So she will be back next week. Um, But for now, I thought we would do just a kind of smaller podcast, like 15, 20 minutes. So if that's not your thing, totally cool. Uh, But I figured I'd just go over a couple of like littler topics that we have hit on Um, in terms of the episodes that we have done uh, that aren't exactly full episodes worthy. So, some littler things. Um, The first one I wanted to talk about today was micro-cheating. If you've been on TikTok and stuff like that, you might have seen something like this. Um, Or maybe it's your first time hearing about uh, micro-cheating. So, what is micro-cheating? Micro-cheating is when you are on social media, your presence on social media, and um, you are liking or uh, acting towards uh, interested parties. Now, you might subconsciously just be scrolling through, um, liking photos or you know, commenting, hyping people up, stuff like that, and it may seem very innocent, but once you are in a relationship, um, what can happen is subconsciously you doing those things that seem pretty normal, um, you know, liking friends or stuff, stuff like that. Uh, in the back of your mind, you are actively thinking about if I like this photo, if I comment that comment, um, that person's going to notice me and then we can start talking. Now, again, that might be one thing where you're just doing it just to do it for engagement, stuff like that. But once you're in a committed relationship, um, we need to take a good hard look at our social media habits in terms of that. Um, Setting boundaries for ourselves and our partner uh, to make sure that we're not stepping over those boundaries if say our partner um, brings up that point of like, hey, I noticed you're commenting on so-and-so's, for instance, Instagram or TikTok or whatever social media you want to plug in there. Um, hey, could you not do that anymore? Super simple ask. Um, now if it's a friend, if it's a long-time friend or something like that, sure. Like, still hype them up or whatever. But if it's to the point of making your partner uncomfortable, you need to put your partner first and, and just, you know, take a step back and realize this isn't, I shouldn't be doing this. So for instance, we need to make sure that we are doing, um our due diligence on our social media habits when we are in a committed relationship. Uh, Things like uh, cheating can spur from this, so that's why we wanna make sure that we're doing uh, our best to make sure that that, as inconsequential as that may be to you for just liking posts and stuff, it can make our partner feel uncomfortable. So we need to make sure we're not doing those types of things, Um, especially if those things have been asked not to be done and we're still continuing to do them. Uh, that's a big red flag, and we know we don't like red flags here, obviously. I mean, no one likes red flags, but you know you know what I'm saying. Um, so uh, personal experience from that, um, just coming from my own personal experience, I know I'm all over the place today. I am sorry for that. Um, it's very odd to not do a podcast with a partner um, to bounce like your thoughts off of somebody. So a little weird. Stick with me. I'm sorry. Um, hopefully this is like a one, one and done type thing. Um, but personal experience, uh, one of my former exes had a very, a private Instagram, you know, she didn't even u- use it that much, but we would, you know, send uh funny posts and stuff like that every so often. Um, and then all of a sudden she started getting like hundreds and hundreds of followers from that private, uh, Instagram. And I was like, Hey, like, I mean, it's cool to do do your own stuff, but like, you're getting hundreds of people following you at a time. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I like don't follow anybody, or I don't let anybody follow me," and then I like accept a bunch. I was like, "Oh, that's a little weird," especially because they're literally all guys. So, you know, and one thing led to another, where that was kind of the beginning of the end in terms of more people were invited in. And, it, and in terms of micro-cheating, she allowed those people to come into her life in terms of so- social media presence. And obviously, what most guys do on social media, well, women too, um, I would hazard guess, but I don't have the other person to uh, go off of this. But the tendency that we know of is guys slide into DMs more often than not. So immediately, the you know the alarm bells were going on off in my head you got a bunch of guys in your dms obviously now you got a bunch more followers probably a bunch more guys just hitting you up all the time and slowly but surely it did go downhill because of that because she was getting more attention from elsewhere um now granted looking back on it that was probably a good thing because it was so easy to leave a relationship after an amount of time when that was starting to happen uh for her That if that's the case, probably not the best thing for me anyways. So I know a little personal, but I wanted to kind of put it into perspective of how those things can kind of trickle down. Another topic I want to kind of cover is, uh, who pays for a date? Super simple, not enough for a full podcast, obviously. Um, generally speaking, it, whoever asks the other person out on the date should be the one paying for it. Because they are initiating that process of, hey, I want to take you out on this date. Cool. Hopefully they have it planned out and stuff like that. Um, Now, generally speaking, the guys typically uh, ask girls out on dates. So typically men are going to pay for that date. Now here's where it gets tricky. Um, say, Say maybe the date was not going as well as you have planned. We have all done that. We've all had that where... Um, it's not you know what it was cracked up to be maybe online maybe via text you're very well clicking but once you got in person maybe you're super nervous maybe they're super nervous Um, and the conversation just didn't flow the the spark wasn't there as much as like spark isn't really a big deal to worry about Um, just it wasn't a great date at that point Still be a gentleman. If you were the person that asked them out, you need to pay for that date. You need to make sure that the lasting, not so much the lasting impression of you, is that you are a gentleman and you paid for the date. But be true to your word. That you asked them out, you took them out. Make sure that we're still uh, fulfilling that promise that we took them out. Um, I do think there is some wiggle room after, if it's not the, if it's after that first date then we can kind of look at that and be like, okay, maybe we split the bill this time because maybe we needed a second date to kind of see where things were. We actually calmed down and maybe we weren't so nervous. Um, And then maybe it turned into like a splitting of the bill thing because, you know, sometimes that happens. Just something to, you know, keep in the back of your mind, mainly for the guys out there. Um, Ladies too, it's not... Often, but it does happen when ladies do ask guys out on dates. Um, personally, uh, being somebody that generally has to take the lead role, most guys do in general. Um, it is nice every so often for the lady to kind of step up to that plate and kind of uh, take charge every so often in um, that aspect of it where, you know, they're like, no, I want to go out and I'm taking you out. Like, we're going out. That's really cool. That's, that's a big turn on. Uh, and if guys don't admit that, yeah, they're lying to you. They, they want to be taken out too. They want to be treated with respect and they want to be wanted. Um, so when it comes back to that I don't need a man type philosophy, okay, you don't need one, but like he wants to be, to be wanted. Um, tell, your, tell your man that you want him and see how his mood changes. Just saying we'll keep with the topic of kind of social media's role in dating. Um, It's not the, it's not a huge topic. It can be, I think uh, with both of us here, I think we could definitely play into it a little bit. Um, Social media in terms of like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. I think there's a big, um, for the older millennial generation, there's a big thing of making things Facebook official. I think once you're to that point in a relationship, Facebook official is awesome. Uh, now, the downside to this is you've made that Facebook official, you've made it official of so everyone that you actually care about, because generally people that use Facebook in the older generation, I say older generation, I'm really dating myself here, um, in the millennial generation, don't really use Facebook all that often. There are, there are the odd few that still use it, uh, but mainly it's for like friends, very close friends and family um that you really care about. You made it facebook official. Awesome. Okay. Now what happens after you make it facebook official and things go downhill and you have to break up again. Um kind of projecting to the world that you guys are dating it's I don't personally I don't think it's any longer needed um unless you have to kind of fend off uh would be suitors in that situation. Um you want to make sure that you are letting it known that you are taken and you are not looking for anything else. So in that situation, yes. Um, a lot of social media and like Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. The younger kids, as they say, um, talk about like soft launching and and hard launching relationships uh, where you're posting them constantly. Um, I myself have been have done this. But i didn't know i was doing it i i just kind of use social media for whatever i like to post what i like to post um when i am dating somebody especially if we have the same interest if we're doing things that we both like um in my situation like that's working out a lot um, then yeah i'll like post them that i'm working out or like if we uh are matching gym clothes stuff like that that's i think fun and fine uh the problem is again once you break up or if you do break up we're hoping you really don't break up I know I'm the pessimist in the in this situation all the time I just kind of have turned accustomed to that of like it's great for the time at last you enjoy the time with the person that you have but when that time does come hopefully it's not uh, as bitter a pill to swallow that's not the phrase I wanted to use but you get what I'm saying um, so after that after that happens Uh, go back and through and kind of archive those if you think there's something that could be there. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Obviously, I'm not social media savvy as I thought I was. Um, Typically, I just kind of delete everything off my phone. Um, And I think that plays into a larger role of once you get into a new relationship or if you're dating again, um, you're getting back out there, you shouldn't have um, ex Things in your phone, like at all. I think that should be clearly stated across the board. If you have anything regarding your ex in your phone or somebody that you saw, whether that be social media posts, you know, um, photos together, stuff like that, that should be expunged uh, before you are ready to actually get back into the dating world. Um, The last thing I think, especially if we're getting back into the dating world and we find ourselves comfortable with somebody and they're, they you know, you get to that uh, that moment of like, oh yeah, somebody's calling you. Oh yeah, just use my, here's my code. And they unlock your phone for the first time, which is kind of one of those like, ooh, we're to that point in our relationship type thing. Um, the last thing you want them to be like wondering is like, I wonder what's on his phone or I wonder what her, what's on her phone. Um, so taking care with our, social media. I'll tie phone usage into that as well. Um, making sure that we are actually ready and prepared for those types of things. Now, if we are dating and very casual about it, I think that's totally fair. Um, it's not going to be like a, it shouldn't be a deal breaker. If you are casually dating somebody or you are going on maybe one or two dates, you haven't really done anything else. Like they shouldn't be as hurt with that because there's, the potential and especially in those first periods of dating or going out on that first date, um, of you're probably talking to other people at that point. I think that needs to be clearly stated. Um, it's not an always thing, but you know, sometimes that is a thing. Um, and the more upfront and honest you are with those people, when that, that question does get brought up to you of like, Hey, are you talking to other people? You shouldn't hide behind it and like feel ashamed about it like well yeah i'm talking to you know one or two people considering this is the first time we've ever hung out if that makes sense now if you've been talking to somebody for a very long time um maybe it's long distance or um you've known each other or something like that obviously um take the incentive and be the bigger person and like hey okay yeah i'm not talking to anybody i'm like focusing right on you but that first date obviously is kind of an interview process. It's, um, it's not supposed to be, you know, Oh, this is the first date. Like this is it. This is the person. This is the one, um, you put in those expectations on that person. The first time you're ever hanging out. Yeah. Let's reel it back in a little bit, reel it back in. Uh, so in general, uh, this I think goes for Uh, dating apps and everything as well. We need to make sure that we're not um, on those anymore. They're deleted off our phone. They're expunged again. um, Once we're making that commitment to that person. Um, Again, these are all like just things that I kind of wanted to go over today where they should be common knowledge, but the amount of times that you see somebody on TikTok or somebody uh, on Instagram that gets caught cheating. I don't want to put air quotes around that, but like they get caught in a lie or they get caught because their phone had such and such on it. I'm not telling you how to cheat. I am telling you to be the bigger person. Once you are committed to that person, you should have no other distractions. Your exes are no longer on the, your mind. Um, other people that you were talking to at the time, they are no longer there. Like, those things should be expunged from your phone. I know said expunged like four or five times. Sorry. It was just like the word that I got to use. I'm like, I guess we're going with that word. But yeah, those things should be taken care of. Those, Your attention at that point in time should be fully uh, after that, you know, two or three dates, like you're the only person I'm talking to. I think this is very general for most people that this is the way it's going to go, but I wanted to kind of reiterate this is something that you should be doing uh, kind of as a post-breakup, uh, post-dating, or pre-dating, pre-dating? Just dating, um, less than kind of learned type deal. You should be making sure that that person's a focus after a certain point in time. And if it doesn't work out with that one date, that's fine. Continue on how you're doing, but making sure that we're learning like, okay, that didn't work and hope, you know, how can I improve? Or, you know, maybe they're just simply not your cup of tea. And that is totally okay. It is totally fine to go on a date one time and both kind of agree, Hey, it's not going to work out and kind of go your separate ways. Like two ships in the night, just passing on through. Um, Now, if you're one to kind of do this ghosting thing, um, I think, A lot of people in general, like probably 98% of people would much rather you just say something to the effect of like, Hey, I'm not that interested as I thought it was, or something along those lines to give them a heads up, uh, so that they're not sitting there left wondering. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest detriments that we have, um, in this current dating world of that ghost culture of just straight up, just stopping, talking to somebody because you don't want to deal with that interaction, um, are there situations where that's called for maybe there there could be I could see an argument for some of that, but I think the majority of the time simply saying, "Hey, I'm not that interested or "Hey, I met somebody else," or like something along those lines of "My attention is not where not going to be with you. I'm sorry um, it's elsewhere um. I think that will go a long ways in terms of your honesty and being open in those relationships that come from that uh, instead of leaving that person. Now, granted, how that person feels after you ghost or say whatever you say is not on you. You're looking out for yourself. you got to be a little selfish in these situations, but we still need to be human. Um, Give some people the benefit of the doubt. Now, if it's a total nightmare of a situation yeah, go ahead and ghost him delete the number Um, but you should know by now human decency and communications are the key to most of this um, says the single guy but yes um, just a couple of things I want to go over today just a couple little topics like odds and ends to kind of give you an overall thing of uh, littler topics to go with this fine sunday night because uh we still need to put a podcast out obviously so uh we want to stick to our word and uh make sure that people are still tuning in make sure that people are still having fun with it and this is one of those where i'm hoping that people down below kind of uh interject what they want to talk about more want us to talk about more um whether you agree with some of these takes or not, awesome. We're we're here to welcome those types of things. Um, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple, listen to this. Uh, we're thankful that you guys are here, um, and we hope that as we progress with this, uh, we can have some more topics, more in-depth discussions, more guests on the show, stuff like that. Um, so we're looking forward to everything. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting um, by people. You know i know for myself i've had random people like reach out um that i haven't have talked to in years uh saying hey i listened to the podcast good job um so that stuff goes so much so so much that stuff uh really hits home for uh i know Julie and i so we really appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting um and we can't wait to keep doing this so uh we will have a podcast next week, um, and then after that, uh, we will have our. I mean, next week we'll have our regular scheduled program. Weird to say that felt like television, but you know, whatever. And then uh, uh, I think we were we're working on some things behind the scenes of maybe some merchandise type things, and um, working on maybe getting a guest or two on every so often. So uh, that'll do it for this one. Um, I'm sorry for like the kind of long-winded rant um on certain things um I kind of was just more picking a topic and going with it uh and just kind of wanted to get a short sweet uh, podcast out for you guys so um remember to follow us on social media Spotify YouTube uh Apple Podcasts uh Instagram and TikTok all the links are down below for you uh leave us a rating on Spotify leave us a rating on Apple and uh give us a thumbs up and on YouTube, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you, guys.